You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast. It's uh, one of those other Tuesdays. Or technically for us, it's, it's one of those other Mondays. But for you guys, it's one of those other Tuesdays. If you support us over at patreon.com slash thunderquack, like our Patreon producers, Brian Murawski and JJ Samuel do. Otherwise, it's one of those other Fridays, because it's every other Tuesday on Patreon, every other Friday for everybody else. Oh, I get I'm it. one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. <laughs> I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. I didn't uh, understand the shtick. I get it now. We're yeah. every other. I get it's, it. Yeah, so it's one of the it's You're one so of witty, it's man. one of the other ones, you know? Uh, it's not the it's not the regular it's it's the tuesdays that we don't put the episode out are the regular tuesdays okay because we put it out every other tuesday okay so it can only ever come out on the other tuesdays never on the regular tuesdays okay right it's sure your logic is infallible uh well yeah i didn't need you to tell me that uh, my logic is always infallible since the day I was born. I don't know what to tell you, okay. but uh, it's the the Ian Malcolm. I I when the when the T Rex uh, breaks out of the the thing and he goes, boy, do I hate being right all the time. Ugh. I it's and and I I <laughs> at work last week there was uh, so uh, for those of you guys who don't know, it's like I I. I one part of the many aspects of my job is software development. Um, and there's a product that we're getting ready to launch. It's really close uh, that, that I've basically been managing this, this product uh, development. Um, and I, I, I would like a few more weeks so that we can button down the admin backend Instead of mm-hmm. going with what the developers have given us as like the default out of the box, which is using it's using Word, WordPress and plugins and stuff like that. So it's like it's a bit of a mess. And if we had two weeks, we could make it a lot easier to use for us internally. But my boss says, nope, we got to get it out. So we'll just deal with it. It's we're the only ones who are going to see it anyways. And uh, after the meeting, talking to the rest of the team, I'm like, ugh. I, it, this is one of those instances where it's like, I know I, I have seen this before a hundred times in this job. I see it coming. I know exactly what it's going to be. Within the next three months, the business is going to be going, Phew, this is really inefficient, you guys. We need to fix this back end. And all of a sudden, what would have been two weeks on the back end of developing the product is going to be a six-week project because now we got to open everything back up and get back up to speed and research, right? Like, there's there's ramp-up time and stuff like that. It, it, this is how it always goes. And it's like, I'm trying to save us four weeks 
three months from now, but, um, but it's not my call. So, cause we, we got other gotta stuff that's got to get done. So, it, but it is one of those things where it's like, where, where, where I know that I'm waiting in three months for a boy, do I hate being right all the time moment that the, <laughs> the T-Rex is going to break through the fence and I'm going to be sitting in that car going, all right. And then like, this is the problem is that like, is that like my boss is John Hammond sitting back in the visitor center. John Hammond never in danger of being eaten by a dinosaur in that movie, by the way, just, just, <laughs> Hey, Hey, everybody, never a problem for the guy. Even at the end of the movie, when the T-Rex busts into the visitor center to, to fight the Raptors, he pulls up in the car as if there's nothing going on. I've decided not to endorse my park or whatever. Right. I, I, that's not how it goes, right. but uh, that Dr. Grant says, I've decided not to endorse my endorse your park. And he goes, so have I. And then they drive off to the helicopter and he gets in the helicopter and they, and then they fly away on the helicopter. And John Hammond hasn't seen a scary dinosaur in all of this. Like, <laughs> And that's exactly like that. There is no better analogy for a CEO or more like a president of a company where it's like they, they sit back in their chair and they, then they say things over the, the, the walkie talkie. And then, and then I'm still Ian Malcolm in this, in this analogy grabs the walkie talkie and goes, you don't know what you're doing. And then has to walk the person through it. Uh, uh, and Ian Malcolm is the one who gets attacked by, by the Tyrannosaurus Rex and, gets his legs split open i mean that's also his own fault he like waved the thing at the t-rex that so you know i don't know maybe it's not entirely accurate jurassic park's <laughs> a great film this is a great movie it is it is uh, pretty great i feel like do you do you i feel like you are, is that like the jeff goldblum that you like role that you identify with the most um is, is, is that one I, or is there like another Ooh. That's tough. Right? That's tough. I just, just so everybody knows, like, I, I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, but like 17 year old me or 16 year old Mm. me loved Jeff Goldblum. Like he was my ultimate him and him and Bill Pullman because of Independence Day. Independence Day. Yeah. We've Whenever Independence Day came out, uh, that is, that is when I started to fall in love with both bill pullman and- i mean like those are those are the two those are the two roles right like that's for our yeah. generation for sure those are the those are the seminal jeff goldblum roles um yeah i think also like up there is is seth brundle right i think that's a, that's a big one who's who's seth the brundle fly. The fly. Okay. The, his but nobody wants to fly. be Seth Brundle. So I feel No, like... no, but no, but you could identify with the character. He is a he is a genius scientist. That's He's true. just a little bit a little bit dangerous. That's true. Uh in, on his IMDB known for Jurassic Park, number one, the fly, number two, the Grand Budapest Hotel, which really? like that's interesting. Okay. Because okay. I think of I mean, all I'm of the Wes Anderson that. films, his his role is really I uh, I underutilized in in grand budapest i think his his best wes anderson role is in the life aquatic as like the bad guy as like the nemesis right um which i really like him in that and then independence day is the is the fourth one in his known for but just going through his filmography um um he's got a lot of movies coming up that's exciting 
Uh, let's see. So there's, yeah, his Jurassic Jurassic World Dominion comes out soon that he hopefully has more than two lines in. Uh, 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 he's Grandmaster in the MCU. Yeah, so love it. Uh, let me see. Let me see. There's a lot of stuff on his IMDb that I'm like, this is not necessarily uh, 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 iconic roles of his. Uh, he's an Isle of Dogs because it's a Wes Anderson film, so everybody is. Portlandia. Um, oh, man, I never watched Hotel Artemis. I I, I should watch that just because he's in it. Uh, what is Hotel Artemis? I've never even heard of that. It was like a, it was like a, a kind of an artsy... Uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain. The trailer kind of an looked artsy. all... That's fine. It was like... The, it's like... I don't know. It was like a trippy sort of artsy film. Uh, whatever. That's fair. Uh, the trailer looked cool. I remember that I was like, oh, I should watch that. And then I didn't. Um, ooh, That's the story. He's in, he is in an episode of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> nice. uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Grand Budapest. Uh... Oh man, he's in Glee. That's unfortunate. <laughs> never, I'm never gonna watch Glee. I mean, remember when Glee was like a thing? Glee was a thing. Yeah, I many, do, and I remember when movies. I was like, "Why is Glee a thing? This is annoying." And the, the that was back when I had cable and had to watch promos for things because I was watching TV shows live, and it was like, "Oh my god, Ugh. I hate these commercials." So We're much. ancient, Michael. We're ancient. Yeah. Uh, Law and Order: cable. Criminal Intent. It, he he headlined that show for uh, two seasons. Uh, oh wow! Uh, I don't think I knew so that. I think there's probably a lot of people who 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 think of him in that respect. Uh, he was a recurring character on Will and Grace. Uh, oh. There's Life Aquatic. This is a uh, lot of. I, th- lot he of- is in that. He's in that one episode of Friends. Uh, and he's fantastic in that one episode of Friends. Which episode of Friends is he in? <gasps> I'm just rewatching Friends. The one where Joey goes to audition for him, he's the oh, he's the yeah, famous yeah, yeah. And he actor Leonard Hayes, <laughs> yeah, and he, and he's yeah. and he's bad, and and he's like, give me another chance. So he comes back later, and he's got to pee real bad. Yeah. So yeah. and he, but he but so he's good. better because he's like, ooh, I like this energy, and then he's <laughs> like, come back one more time, and 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 then that's and he Joey Bring is like, energy. I gotta keep that energy, so he just drinks a bunch of yoohoo beforehand, <laughs> and then pees so on. Good. Jeff Goldblum right at the end of the, of the episode, and we never find out. Did he get the Did he get the role? I guess not. Yeah. Um, we assume because we not. never see Jeffrey Goldblum. I feel like again. we would assume. Uh, oh, uh, it's weird to call him Jeffrey Goldblum. Yeah. Ooh, that just I would look. If I weird in my ear. If I were friends with Jeff Goldblum, you know what? Let's he be a little more Jeffrey. aspirational than that. When I'm friends with Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> there you go. When I finally meet Jeff Goldblum and I tell him that my dad died, but that like I so I need a replacement, and like he's the next, he like he is he is definitely Jeff Goldblum is the next in line after my dad, uh, uh, to to be my dad. So it's like when I tell him that, and he's like, "Oh, that's a really sad story," and it's, and and then he takes pity on me and 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 he adopts me as his son. I uh, I'm gonna call him Jeffrey. Okay. The whole time. And he's going to, he's, he's going to think it's delightful. He's going to find it really charming. He's going to be like, no one calls me Jeffrey, but you do. And I like that. And it's good. That's what we're going to bond over. Uh, So just so you guys know that. Uh, Yeah. You know, I do. I think that Jurassic Park is definitely like his big, 
like like his, like his number one identifier for me. But I do really like some of his older stuff, as we have talked about in the past. It's even the the cover image for an episode. Earth Girls Are Easy is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like it is one of my comfort movies, um, and I, I so I but but that character is so weird that it's like I can't relate to him in that he's also really good in buckaroo bonsai but but again it's like buckaroo bonsai is such a weird movie um yeah uh how did we get here what were we talking about michael <laughs> work i was talking about work okay and, and i was relating and about being right Jeff all the time ah uh, right yes time. yeah yes yes um Excellent. I mean, that, I think that that was the gr- a great opening to to an episode. I think I think we got to a great place. Uh, I think but that people know that we could just rant forever about Jeff Goldblum. Let's if we don't let center ourselves. Yeah, let's save the fun stuff to close out. <sighs> but really, really quickly, let's get into what happened here. Here's the thing, Amanda. I know you don't want to talk about it, but it's not. It would be disingenuous of us as Canadians who have. Yeah very routinely given Americans a hard time for all of the yeah. Nazis that they have right. that they for seem to, to be doing nothing about. Nazis. And, and, yeah. and, and here's, here's the thing. What happened in Canada was one thing the next day in the United States, Nazis lit like, like Nazis in like Nazi uniforms through a literal Nazi rally in Florida. And like, everyone seems to just be okay with that, that that happened. Like nobody's, nobody's like, Hey, that's a, you guys are a hate group. And uh, what you're doing is actually uh, uh, probably against some sort of law because it is, it, uh, it, I, I, I am of the personal opinion that anytime that you say, Hey, we're Nazis, we're proud to be Nazis. And we're going to talk about how great it is to be Nazis and what we should be doing as Nazis, that you are inciting people to violence against people that aren't Nazis, basically. I mean, like, like nowadays, like the, the modern incarnation of, of Nazism is just like anyone who's not in that group is on the out <laughs> group. And so they're all fair game for whatever Nazis want to do. So I, I personally think that you're, that you're crossing a line and that that gets into a legal territory because bad stuff has happened in the last few years. Uh, America has different laws about stuff like that though, which is so cray. Yeah. uh, Well, I mean like they, they choose to have different laws about that sort of stuff. So I, I, Oh, and the Supreme court and, Oh, there's so much to talk about, but yes, we can talk about Canadian bad stuff because we do. So depending on who you ask, truck drivers in canada are annoyed with um the the mandates covid mandates and the rules about basically crossing the border mm-hmm. as i understand it that like when they cross the border if, i think i'm not 100 sure but i think if they're unvaccinated like this is the issue is that they feel like they're being mandated to get vaccines even though there is no technical mandate for vaccination in canada unless you're a federal employee like that's so, the, the the only people in canada who are being mandated by the canadian government to get vaccines are federal employees. There are other companies that are mandating that you be vaccinated, but they're doing that as private companies. 
right? That's not the government telling you to do it. That's whatever company telling you to do it, right? But they they feel that that these that the rules are unnecessarily harsh and are basically forcing people to have to get vaccines. Is that accurate? Uh, no. So I googled it? this. I did okay. Google this. It's actually that um there has been like put in place that they're not going to be able to cross the border. I'm pretty sure the okay. truckers because because you have to quarantine if you're not vaccinated. Yeah. And truckers can't do that. Yeah. Right. So well, that yeah. The, so that that's right? that's so what like, I was getting at. Yeah. Is that like the 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 regulations for like unvaccinated people crossing the border is that you have to quarantine for ten days. Right. Or something so like it's, that. So it's like, so you can't, so essentially, so it's the idea that like, I get, I get the word mandate, but it's like, you, you cannot have a job that requires you to go back and forth across the border if you have to quarantine when you cross yeah. that border either way. So it is in essence that they are unable to do that job if they are unvaccinated. So if they, because they are choosing to not be vaccinated. Because they are choosing to not be vaccinated. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So, so, so I understand that, like, I understand where that comes from and that there are many ways that they could have addressed that because there are ways, right. Truckers are quite isolated, right? Like there are things that if they had put together a cohesive argument and, and a list of things that would enable truckers to be able to do their jobs with these restrictions in place, maybe I would have listened. Yeah. Turns out they didn't. And so I did. Well, so that's why I say, depending on who you ask, right? Because if you ask, yeah. I, I, I think the average person supporting this, this movement, that's what they will tell you is the, the, the motivation behind it. But depending on, on these other people uh, that you ask uh, that, that maybe are paying attention to where the movement started and specifically who it started with, I, uh, that it seems like it's a little bit more about white supremacy and uh, and uh, uh, anti-immigration stuff and uh, Canada for Canadians and uh, they took our jobs and uh, make America great again somehow somehow somehow, somehow can- Canadians yeah Canadians are, are walking around with Confederate flags wearing MAGA hats saying that they have a problem with the Canadian government. Well, yeah, you want it to be the American government that America doesn't even want. You're an idiot if that's the case, but, but whatever. Um, I will say, I I don't think they're mega hats. They're Canada first hats. There's a weird kind of patriotism because patriotism in Canada is very different than patriotism in America. So Amanda, I saw people driving around on Saturday wearing MAGA hats. Oh, really? MAGA yes. hats? Oh, come on. With Canadian Enough. flags on, like, plastered on the side of their car. This, it was a really difficult thing because we had stuff to do on Saturday. Kara has uh, a dance class, and I didn't realize that this was happening. Like, I didn't realize that they were going to try and shut down Highway 1. I, I, so, normally, that is how we get to dance class on a Saturday. And it's usually about a 15-minute drive. I can do it in 10. But uh, I, but it's about a 15 minute drive. And so I gave us 20 minutes to give us a nice five minute buffer. Right. Uh, maybe even 25 minutes because <laughs> I don't like being late for things. And we get on the highway. And as we're getting on the highway, I see a car pulling off the highway with a big, great big old Canada flag 
draped off the back of it. And I'm like, huh. Interesting. Yeah. And my brain's like slowly putting it together of like, oh, is that they must be like supporting the truckers or whatever. Like it must be. They're just driving around supporting the truckers, not realizing that like that, that this whole thing was coming to a head on Saturday in Ottawa. Right. Um, Cause I, I don't understand why it came to a head on a Saturday. Nobody works on Saturday. Who do you think you're inconveniencing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sorry, just regular, a- just regular <laughs> people trying to get their kids to dance class for God's sake. I, and then as we get on the highway, I realize the center lane's not moving very fast. And then I start seeing all of the Canadian flags and it's just, they, so highway one where, where I get on it is, is four lanes, right? It's, there's, there's three regular lanes and then the, the HOV lane. We're only going like two exits, three exits. So usually I just stay in one of the regular lanes. I don't get all the way over the HOV lane because it's no point to get all the way over, just get all the way back. Right. Um, but so I'm like looking at it and I'm like, what the heck? And then realize that these guys are driving like 30 on the highway. Right. Th- sorry. 30 kilometers an hour. Americans. It's about what's that? What's, what's 30 is about, is about like 50 12, miles 15? per hour. Maybe? Is it less? Which one's more or less? less. There's is there's is more. There's is faster, right? Bigger number. No, ours not is faster, faster. Bigger number. No, no, no. Ours is a bigger number. A hundred, hundred km is is like eighty or something in America. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Miles an hour. Um, yeah. So like twelve. Yeah. Because I always something like that. I always just like never know how fast I'm going when I'm in America. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. This seems like yeah. it should be slower. <laughs> um. But uh, anyways, I, I, they're, they're going like 30, which is like a school zone. Right. Um, and, uh, and causing all sorts of problems with the traffic. So we go one exit and I get off, but because they're causing all of this, these problems, it's like when we get off the highway, everybody else is trying to get off the highway to get away from these idiots as well. Um, so it's like, all you're doing is just pissing off regular people. Uh, you're not sending a message to anybody. You're just pissing off the people that you want to be your allies, which is one of the places where it's like, clearly this is not a well-organized thing. Um, like, like not well-organized. They did exactly what they wanted to do, which is they got a whole bunch of media attention. Um, it's not organized to the end of like exactly what you're saying. It's like, like they don't actually care about the thing that they're saying that they care about. Um, and we're driving and, and get angry. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's just Canada flag, Canada flag, Canada flag, and cars like, oh, look at all the Canada flags! Like she's excited by it. It's like a parade to her, right? Mm-hmm. But in amongst these Canadian flags, uh, and one would be enough to really piss me off. And I, I definitely when I'm driving in a car with my kids, it's like this is like. I'm more mad because they're there, but also like I'm less inclined to do things like roll down my window and scream things at uh, neo-Nazis I, I, because my kids are in the car. But I saw three different vehicles with neo-Nazi symbolism yeah. on them. So a lot of uh, black lightning bolts, uh, which is which is a really common uh, piece of iconography for neo-nazis because like because they can't you can't put like a swastika on your car right because if you put a swastika on your car everybody knows what you're talking about right but if you put 
a Canadian flag, like a maple leaf, and then there's a black lightning bolt through the maple leaf. There's a lot of people who don't realize what that means. But, like, that black lightning bolt is, like, that's a Nazi piece of Nazi iconography that's it's definitely, like, co-opted by neo-Nazis. But in any case, like, I saw, I saw three very obvious, very recognizable, very prominently displayed neo-Nazi symbols on cars I, I, in the 15 minutes that I was on the highway. Uh, but before we could get off the highway and uh, like, let me tell you, I, I was like, like the kind of angry that's like physical. That's like, like, like you feel like a pot boiling over sort of thing. And like, if Kara were older, she would be able to tell you that like, it was just expletives. Like I was just swearing just every which way from Sunday. Like I just, I couldn't keep it in. I was so mad that this stupid protest was screwing up our Saturday that we were going to be late for dance class. Um, because they give you such a hard time when you're late for dance class. Other dads will know. I think, I feel like as a dad, you get it even worse because it's like, oh, it's not important to you. It's like, uh, no, it's just as important to me as it is anybody else. Like, I care. I, 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 and then, and then to see like, like Nazis just driving down the street in 2022 in Canada. Um, and for people, other people to be driving by honking and support because they've so cleverly masked this neo-Nazi rally like this white supremacist white nationalist rally behind something that seems like something. Cause I, cause I see, I've seen people on my Facebook feed that like, I know that they don't realize what they're supporting. They yeah. think yeah. they're supporting workers rights basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They think they're, they're speaking for the blue collar and yeah. uh, the, the hard a day work a day. Yeah, but at best, you're supporting anti-vaxxers. <laughs> at best, you're supporting anti-vaxxers. Let's pretend that the Nazis didn't poop in the pool. At best, you're supporting anti-vaxxers, because that's their whole thing, is they don't want to get vaccinated, so they so, so like the rules are screwing up their livelihoods. It's like, okay, it is your choice whether you get vaccinated or not. You have freedom of choice. But it is dumb to be an anti-vaxxer in this very specific circumstance. It's dumb to be an anti-vaxxer in any circumstance, in my opinion. But like, like very specifically, as we've talked about so many times on the podcast, we have a scientific breakthrough of a revolutionary vaccine yep. that is literally saving thousands of lives that like, so many people around you have gotten this vaccine. They are not being controlled by the government. They aren't generating 5G frequencies. They aren't turning into alien squid monsters. They're not dying. They're not getting COVID and dying from COVID. They're actually, they're getting it and it's very mild and and they're generally okay, <laughs> right? Like, at, yeah. Again, that's anecdotal. I don't. I haven't read anything that's really like supporting that just yet. But that is the anecdotal evidence: is that 
you know, hospitalization rates, the number is astronomically high in British Columbia right now. It's the highest it's been since the beginning of the pandemic. But I, uh, I, but the the rate compared to the number of people who are actually getting infected versus how many are in the hospital is lower than it was. Still overwhelming the healthcare system. We should still all be safe. We should still all wear masks and you know limit contact. Go out only when you need to. All that sort of stuff. But I, I all like there is all of this. Not even scientific evidence, but just like there is scientific evidence. Like coming out of every orifice that we've got, we have scientific evidence that the vaccines are doing their job and that they're good and that they're healthy and that they're safe. I, I, but also just like. Just like turn to your left, turn to your right. Those people are vaccinated and they're okay. <laughs> right. And like, yeah. if they say a bad thing about the government, their head doesn't explode. It's not <laughs> like, like these things that people, the conspiracy theory nonsense. It's like, like you, there, you have no reason to feel or believe that stuff other than un, unless it fits another agenda. So it's like, like I said, like at best you are an anti-vaxxer at worst, you are a Nazi. You are a, like a Nazi. And I just take the word Neo right off of it because you're just a Nazi. Cause I feel like when we say Neo-Nazi, there's like, it's like, Oh, you're like a skinhead punk. No, no. The majority of people that I, that, that I'm seeing that are identifying with this actually look like very average people. They do not look like, yeah. you know, I, I, Oh man, what's that? What's the movie with Ed Norton? You know the one that I'm talking about. Uh, Fight Club. No, not Fight Club. <laughs> Good God! What's the movie with Ed Norton. Uh, Ed- American History X, I think is. is oh the yeah! Movie oh yeah! The of. one with Nazis in it. Yeah, the one with Nazis, Amanda. <laughs> Good gravy! I, I like. I think that when we say neo-Nazi, we think of that. We think of like skinheads in yes. prisons. Like that's what yeah. pop culture has told us that that that. I I I. Man, I can never remember the name of this damn movie. Uh, what's Harry Potter's name? Daniel Radcliffe, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Radcliffe. that is correct. Like a like a super awesome cliff. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. What's the? It's in in Imperium. Uh, it's Imperium. Okay. Uh, watch the movie Imperium because right. like that movie is from 2016. That movie will like will help explain to you like wh- like how bad the problem is because it's based on true events. Um, it's a dramatization. It's it's it goes. Daniel a little Radcliffe bit further, does some interesting things in his movie choices because Daniel he, Radcliffe he, does nothing but interesting stuff nowadays. He yeah. just does the things that he's like. This will be fun. Uh, he's playing yeah. Weird Al Yankovic for God's sake. Uh, we don't. Yeah. We, we can't talk about that in the middle of talking about Nazis. It is exciting okay, though. When we get a trailer, sorry. we will talk about it for sure. I uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe is is yeah. Who who would have thought that Harry Potter would have turned around and given us all of these amazing performances in these crazy movies? But uh, uh, Imperium, he's he's an FBI. Um, I think he's actually like an analyst or something like that. But he's like the right type. To like, and he knows the 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 ins and outs of it because he's been like listening to their wiretaps and whatever, um, to infiltrate these neo Nazi organizations mm. in order to find out, like, try and figure out what, like, are they planning something and when are they going to do it? Where are they going to do it? Sort of thing. Right. 
Um, and he gets in really deep with it and it's like, uh, like where does, where does the cover end and where does it begin right. sort of thing? It's a really great movie. It's really, really good, but cool. I, it'll, it'll, it'll give you a really good idea of, of the makeup of some of these organizations and the way that they are just like, uh, comprised of very, like what appear to be very average middle American type of folks and and my anecdotal evidence from saturday is that i didn't see skinheads in those cars they just look like um my cousins i don't know they just look like like white people that you would make fun of for being white i'm gonna i'm gonna say that instead of using any of the terminology that we would classically use to categorize those people but that's Mm -hmm. what they, they they look like pretty average canadians in my opinion um and like that's like that like that's kind of the it's the terrifying thing is like there were if there were that many of them that were bold enough to put those logos on their cars how many of the people in that lineup were not they were bold enough to be out there but not bold enough to put a nazi symbol on their car right um Mm -hmm. Yeah, or bold enough or dumb enough. Take your pick. It's it's kind of the same thing in this instance. But I I I I tweeted something earlier tonight because I've been thinking about this and 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 I've heard other people talk about it and and other stuff on social media. That's basically like, like like look around. Like if 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 I if 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 the side that you're on, if Nazis also show up to support your side, you're yeah, you're you you're on the yeah. wrong side. You're on the wrong side doesn't matter what the issue is if the nazis show up and they're like we agree you've made a mistake you've you've you that's an error in judgment and and you know you're gonna need to call mulligan on that one i i because yeah because you done goofed this time and my my analogy for people to understand because there's a lot of people going like well it's not it's not the majority of us right like they're just showing up and it's their choice like they have the freedom to show up to this to the same protest or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you're right. They do. They absolutely do. And you have the freedom to leave when you see them show up. Just like when someone poops in the pool, you don't like look over at the poop across the pool and go, well, the poops all the way over there and I'm all the way over here. And this is water that I'm swimming in. And that's water that the poop is in and the water is connected but like i'm not swimming in the poop right so i'm okay and it's like no you're swimming in poop water the second that the poop hits the water you got to get out of the pool and the and the right and responsible thing to do is to get the poop out of the pool first drain the water clean it (laughs) And then fill it back up and we can resume swimming once we've dealt with the systemic issue of poop being in the pool. Right? Right. We don't That's hang out a really good in, analogy, Mike. in the pool I, I'm, with the I'm poop. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. We, like, it just, it really. Nazis are poop. It really bothers me. Yeah, it's a perfect analogy because Nazis are literal excrement. Like, they're, they are human <laughs> piles of feces. I. Uh, it it really frustrates and angers me that in the year 2022 that I have to go to that length to express to some people 
that when Nazis show up to your party, your party is over. Your party is finished. That's not your party anymore. Now it's a Nazi rally. You are now at a Nazi rally. And if you are at a Nazi rally, we can't be friends anymore. Like if you're willingly, decidedly going to hang out in the same company as Nazis, if you're listening to this podcast and you are doing that, uh, unless you're like one of those people that's like, that's uh, not one of those people, but like, unless you have a very good reason that you're like, I, 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 trying to get into these groups in order to like turn people there's a oh man i can't remember what show it was i think was it kamau bell's show i can't remember but the and somebody interviewed a guy that like that is like he basically goes to like clan meetings i think he was i oh, i don't want to misspeak too much but i think that he's a black guy and he would like go to clan meetings basically and like hang out and get to know these guys not necessarily to like humanize them and he talked about, I remember this in, in this interview, it was like on a podcast or something. I, th- I think it was politically reactive. Um, that was the podcast. I can't help you because I don't know what it is that you are. Yeah, I, I know. I don't, I don't expect you to, but I, I, and he would go at like, and he, he was always like, like riding the line and like conscious of like the danger of like, I don't want to, I don't want to humanize these people for me, but I want them to humanize me sort of thing like he would like actively like basically like go into the shark infested waters to like teach the sharks not to eat people <laughs> right. sharks don't eat people anyways that's a bad analogy i look i did the nazis i are can't cool. believe that you just you get, like hated on sharks like that in that analogy you get you get you, you get one good one to... you get one yeah. good analogy every episode i already used it yeah but you yeah. guys get what i'm getting at like uh, uh it, it, it illustrated my point you hate sharks that's all we need to know mike yeah, I do. Oh my God, sharks are the worst. I, I no, I'm kidding. I sharks are, uh, sharks are very misunderstood we're, animals. We're, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Unlike Nazis. Yeah. Nazis are understood, and we no, we understand Nazis. They have a manifesto. It's like they're like, please understand us, and we're just like, no, 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 no. We understand we you. That is actually one of the wrong. core problems. Is that? Yeah. What you're saying is actually very easy to understand. It's just reprehensible and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I yeah, yeah, if 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 you're hanging out with Nazis, if you're friends with Nazis, if you're even just like choosing to be adjacent to Nazis at the same event, I'm not really interested in having a conversation with you or being friends with you or having you listen to the podcast. Which is unfortunate. Hate to see you go, but I don't know. I'd go listen to Joe Rogan, I guess, is my advice on that one. Because he because he's really interested in giving everybody a fair say, including Nazis, science deniers, Trump supporters, idiots, crazy people from the side of the road. Uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, cancel your Spotify uh, account. Everybody, yeah. um, that's the that was yeah. the thing. It made me so proud because I've never like I have a Spotify account, but I've never paid for Spotify. I've never even done a free trial of Spotify. Spotify, premium. really? Yeah, because I because okay. I'm like I'm like deep into the Apple ecosystem, so it's like there's nothing that Spotify can do to 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 move bring, the needle bring you into it. for me. It's like it. I'd so- sooner go to like Google Music or Amazon Music before I go to Spotify. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to go because I am on Spotify. Mm-hmm. That is my thing. 
but it connects to my, it connects to my Google home. And so here's the thing we're going to, what I'm going to talk about is the hardest part about being a privileged white person in Canada yeah, and hearing about terrible things that happen. How do we navigate apathy? Because <laughs> it is really easy for me on Saturday to be listening to my Spotify, sitting downtown at the art gallery as I'm about to go to see the first folio of William Shakespeare, listening to this protest and, yeah. and being on my Spotify and being like, but I'm not part of the problem. Like I'm not at the protest yeah. and I'm vaccinated and I, I don't listen to Joe Rogan. So what's the harm in me sitting here and listening to my Spotify account? Right. And then just being like that, that in and of itself is the problem in that I consider myself a fairly progressive individual. Yeah. And it has been four days and I still haven't canceled my Spotify. Yeah. Because for me, I'm like, ugh, it requires me to go and reconnect something different to my Google Home. Because I literally, the only thing I use my Google for is music. Yeah. And the only music app I have is Spotify. So I just have to change. Like, it's it's a small thing. I just yeah. have to go in and find a different music service, pay for it, reconnect it, and unhook Spotify. It's not yeah. going to take that long. But you get caught up in stuff and then you wake and I'm like, oh, but I'm tired today and I have all this stuff. And how, and And you navigate the world. And I'm like, I know that I'm making the world a little bit worse by not canceling my Spotify yeah. account. I know that I am. And so it's just this guilt it, that I live with yeah. and I go, but I'm not as bad as the Nazis, right? <laughs> it's I don't know, it right, is, Mike? It's yeah, terrible. it is it is really tough to make those those incremental small change uh actions in a world where we are dealing with literal Nazis, right? Because right? Because it's like they like the extremes are so extreme. Because even like to the other side of it, of it, it's like, well, we're also not like, we're also not like anarchists out there, you know, starting fights uh, as yeah. part of a extremist but left wing like, agenda, right? So it's like, exactly. like, um, it's yeah, it's 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 really easy to look at it and go, well, I'm just living my life. I think the thing with Spotify is that like Joe Rogan has. Uh, from one article that I read, uh, like I think a ten million dollar contract with them. Yeah, it's something. It's, it's something gross. But also yeah. above that, my because my friend was he shouldn't be getting Spotify that money to pays... begin with from anybody, from anybody. No, no. for and, any and even if he wasn't talking to Nazis terribly. and science deniers, he shouldn't be getting that much yeah. money because he's Joe Rogan. I don't. His yeah. UFC yeah. opinions are not worth that much money, you guys. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, like it's. The thing is, too, like, it's like, well, what you just have to go to the like lesser of two evils. It's like Apple Music yeah. isn't great. Apple Music is probably paying a lot of money to some terrible people, but it hasn't yeah, been probably. like everybody is right. Every So you just have to sort of figure out and be like, OK, I actually need to do something that actually makes a difference. So now I need to go research and be like, OK, which streaming services actually aren't, you know. Yeah. harming other things right because every choice this is it's the good place right everything you do is a little terrible because the world is a complicated place yeah and you have to you have to just like make it work so anyways you are allowed to get mad at me if the next time we talk on a podcast i'm still on spotify because okay i mean like i'll hold you to that but also but i also don't think it's that big of a deal to have a to have a Spotify account. I don't, it's like, like at the same time that I'm like, I'm glad that people are sending this message. I've hated Joe Rogan for a really yeah. long time. Um, yeah. for reasons like this. 
I, I, so like, I, I, I like it. I like that people are sending Spotify a message, uh, that they need to be more responsible with their platform. Um, yeah. at the same time, like, like, I don't think that the Joe Rogan experience has been deplatformed from, uh, Apple podcasts. Anything right? else. Yeah. There, now, there's, it's Apple's all, not it's paying all... him $10 million yeah. to, to yeah. make podcasts. So it's like, so well, they, but, and that's the difference. The Here's the difference. Right. You can have contrary viewpoints sure. on whatever platforms you want. Right. Because that is sort of what makes the world complex and allows us to have conversations and engage critically with one another. But when you pay act like lots of money yeah. to like elevate those viewpoints, that's where you pay attention to which viewpoints are being elevated and where you then as a consumer decide to put your own resources and support that. Right. Cause it's not as if I don't think people are calling to censor Joe Rogan. I mean, many people are, I'm sure, <laughs> but it's, it's just that you have to understand like the responsibility that we have as consumers, yeah. because as the world gets more and more globalized, right? And countries can do less and less to control stuff. The thing that is going to control the world is the economy. And it's going to, it's going to be what you pay for, what money you put in. You have the power to change the world with what it is. Because I, as much as I know that capitalism is terrible, am a capitalist because I believe that money will change a lot of things. And so we have a responsibility to be thoughtful about what it is that we pay for and where we put our resources and our, and our money. So I don't know. Yep. I don't know how, 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 how much I just, again, that everything is so terrible. This weekend, I actually spent uh, some time reading a book that takes place in 1946. That's basically talking about actual Nazis and the atrocities of the, of the world war. And then sitting here being like, how, even in that, right. Even in the book, right. Where they're talking about how did they let this happen again after they dealt with it in 1918, we just never really learn. We never really get better as a society, but I think now that the voices are louder and that we're more connected because of technology, we have the ability to swing one way or another. And we just have to, we, I don't know. The thing that gets me through is that I have to believe at the end of the day that positive things and that hope and love and joy and, and connectivity is going to win out over vitriol and hatred. So yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to be like, I know that everybody just wants to make the world a better place in the way that they think it should be, but somebody's, somebody's opinion and, and world could make the world a lot worse for everybody else. And they just don't see it. And that's the thing that sucks, right? There are good people that do terrible things yeah, and they don't even think that it's terrible, right? Because they don't understand the context of the decision that they are making. Yeah. I don't, it's, it, this is, this is where it gets tricky. Cause I don't completely lack, uh, empathy for people who find themselves in these groups, any kind of like white nationalist group, whether it's Nazis or KKK or whatever, because I do think that they, those groups are specifically engineered to prey on vulnerable people. Vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and so there, there are a lot of people who feel like they don't have anywhere else to go. They don't have anywhere to belong. I do think that there is, um, there's a white American identity 
that uh, since the 80s has been very steeped in personal wealth. And because of that, if you don't have personal wealth, you are very susceptible to rhetoric, right? That yeah. like that Trump yeah. comes out and says, well, it's the Mexicans coming up and taking your jobs. That's why you don't have anything. And it's like, uh, I think that we all like it doesn't take a lot of time to really like look at that to investigate that and think about it but but you know uh, and 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 to realize that that's not true but also uh the republicans have systemically like defunded public education in the united states well and disenfranchised a lot of people that but that it, they don't not just like to disenfranchise people. Like that's the yeah. thing is that like we built a society in the, the like post-World War II that's like, Hey, get a high school education, get a post-secondary education and there will be a job for you. Right. And then, and then since the Reagan era, really, it's like, well, we're going to, we're going to put up roadblocks and we're going to dismantle systems to allow regular people access to those things so that like hey uh if you're a person of color hey if you are a person below a certain poverty line uh the likelihood of you finishing high school is going to be lower right the likelihood of you getting into a post-secondary institution is going to be lower by virtue of that first fact right the the likelihood of you like it's and it's just like a cascading thing of like you're not going to finish post secondary you're not going to get a good job you're not going to you're not going to be on a career track you're going to be working in a minimum wage position um and uh or nothing or you're not going to be working or you, you and you're just going to you're going to fall deeper into that poverty uh like deeper like further and further below that poverty line um and then you are in the exact right place for someone like Trump to come along and say, this is all someone's fault. And it's like, yeah, it absolutely is. But it's like, don't look at the people underneath you that you're stepping on. It's not their fault. <laughs> the crap that's mm-hmm. rolling downhill didn't come from the people underneath you. Right. And it doesn't take a lot to 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 work that out but it's really i think it's really easy when you are disenfranchised to turn around and look at other groups uh at at, at other minority groups um and and to and and if somebody points the finger at them it's really easy to go well there it is right yeah well that person like again we've created this the the white american uh identity is that you're rich because you pulled yourself up by your bootstraps and you earned it. So money equals worth money equals like, 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 like value of a human being. Right. So Donald Trump has money. Therefore Donald Trump's ideas are better than the ideas of someone who does not have money. Right. Like that's the like that's the situation that we're in because of the way that that society is structured, just the way that we see, like in particular, white people see other white people. So when when Donald Trump says it's their fault and he doesn't even need to say who he just says them, 
he just points a finger, right? Him and, and all of his lackeys now, because he's not allowed to talk very much anymore. But, you know, like, they just say it's them. And then and then everybody just fills in the blank of who them happens to be. And it's whoever pissed you off last. Honestly, like, it's, it's crazy. But, like, it is... So like I do, I have, I have empathy for, for people in those situations because they don't want to be in that situation any more than I want them to be there. But also like, I, how do we, how do we undo this? Like what, like, how do you dismantle those systems without dismantling capitalism? It's really like because capitalism is is built on top of it right yeah like and these things are foundational to capitalism which is that like in order to like 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 this is this is orwellian stuff and it's and it makes it because orwell is considered science fiction it makes this stuff sound insane when we talk about it this way but quite literally the aristocracy is using race politics to control the proletariat like that's like that's what's happening there is that people with money who run the government not elected officials right because the elected officials can only do so much the ones with with their hearts in the right place and their heads in the right place can only do so much because they can't fight against the lobby groups which are run by the aristocracy right and like it just it's it's how do how do we undo that without just yeah getting getting rid of capitalism which like i am a capitalist as well and and i'm a capitalist not by choice but just by circumstance because because of that privilege and because i'm worried about my kids right and it's that's super selfish but it is what it is and it's one of those things where it's like well what am i gonna do what am i gonna do am i gonna like like cast off all of this and start you know I, 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 live a on an island somewhere. In, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that'd be nice, actually. But this no. is like, this is why we just try to be the best people that we can be. And we talk about it. And we, yeah. you know, I am very grateful to everybody who's still listening to us after our brief foray into <laughs> Nazi chat on yeah. our pop culture podcast where we can talk about frivolous things. But I think exactly what you're talking about, Orwellian, right? I think that that's why I enjoy podcasting so much and talking about pop culture, because I think there is so much that art can do to shape the world and that we Mm -hmm. put these big ideas on screens and let people react to them and let people bask in them. And and it's why we talk about how movies move us and, 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 and like, what is it? Catharsis and all of that stuff, right? When it's like, what is the point of art? It always had been way back, way back in Greek, Greek tra- tragedies, right? They existed to entertain and then to tell a story that was a moral a imperative of what was happening at the time in, in their society that people wanted them to think critically about. And so as much as I complain to Mike about talking about Nazis on our podcast, it is important. And I will say, because yeah. it always has been, that is the whole p- purpose so let's let's watch some Orwell and reflect upon those terrible things and try to do better as we go forward yeah. and talk about something like Peacemaker. 
<laughs> which totally I feel is relevant to these conversations. That, and that's you the have, thing, right? Because we did have a little bit of a conversation yesterday when you were when you were here, uh, and we watched. Oh man, somehow we went. We ran down a lot of different movies that we could have watched last night, yeah, and somehow, so many. <laughs> somehow we landed on Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Dead Man's Chest, which is the second one. Yeah. Because not that long ago, and I think I maybe even mentioned it on the podcast, but I, I had watched uh, the Black Pearl. Was it? it's Curse of the Black Pearl? I think. Curse of the Black Pearl, yeah. And and was like, oh my god, I forgot how good this movie is. Like, this movie is fantastic. It's super great, yeah. And so it was like, well, let's go. And you know what? I think I'm going to blame The Matrix on this one because I think they (laughs) they, that our experience with The Matrix uh, series now uh, over the last month is like, oh my god. Like, I've been so wrong about these movies for so long. So I think like I'm just willing to give certain things another try. So it was like, oh, let's let's let's. Get, I had watched the first one with Car, and she really liked it. And uh, so it was like, oh, let's let's do this. This it was something that we all agreed on. So we're like, let's go. And then it was not very good. <laughs> but and two but, and a half hours long. Two and a half hours of not very good movie, not very good <laughs> storytelling. But but Davy Jones from 2006. Oh holds up holds up that effect is impeccable you guys anyways when when you were over yesterday and we were talking about and i was like oh we're gonna you know we're gonna have to talk about nazis tomorrow and you're like oh i don't want to but also like yeah i guess we need to and i was like in the back of my head going like but you want to talk about peacemaker peacemaker and suicide squad we cannot We can't talk about, about yeah. you're only two episodes into Peacemaker. I'm caught up to, to the five episodes that are out. There is not, there is no way to talk about Peacemaker without talking about Nazis, um, which you'll, I think you'll, you'll learn more about as you get further into this show. Well, I mean, but, yeah, I mean, in the second one, you sort of said, they set it up and, and you know, and I yeah. mean, knowing, you know, cause I Wikipedia it all before I go in to figure out who all the characters are and stuff. I get yeah. the gist of. I get the gist of it and it's, I don't know, it's fascinating, but it is very, I mean, it's unfortunate that it's so tropical, right? It's the thing that I love about it so much, and I'm going to try not to spoil anything from the next three episodes for you and and just kind of try and talk in some generalities and stuff about the characters and the dynamics. But um, much like Suicide Squad, Peacemaker is a bunch of misfits, right? Um, And in particular, you've got Peacemaker and Vigilante who are characters who think of themselves they see themselves as heroes but their actions are more in line with villains um Mm -hmm. and and vigilante as they have as they have crafted him in this show i can't wait for you to get further into it amanda because i think you're really gonna i know because i just it's yeah i only saw the i only saw the first little bit because he's only really in the second episode um he is a sociopath like he's a like he's a psychopathic sociopathic serial killer who puts on an outfit and pretends to be a superhero like he in his mind what he's doing is just it's good he's a he is a good guy he's a, he's a superhero like he's a self yeah, uh, described superhero yeah. right so 
um, much like Peacemaker, and it's great. You guys know, you guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know I love a foil. Like, it is my favorite literary device to have two characters in a story that that reflect each other in some way so that, like, one can learn more about themselves or the other, right? And Peacemaker, in order for him to 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 become a real hero, like the hero that he thinks that he is and wants to be, he needs this mirror up to him to reflect back to him these things that are actually like his shortcomings and vigilante as they've as because vigilante in the comics is a bunch of different things and we saw in in on arrow that they like they completely reinterpreted the character and they actually split him into two you had vigilante and then you had adrian chase right and Mm -hmm. adrian chase was one of the best villains on the show oh so good so good so good and then and then vigilante was such a forgettable elements of that like that that like if you oh yeah that uh, yeah vigilante was an arrow um yeah it took me i I, as you're talking about it i was like oh yeah yeah and then they're like (laughs) because they like they played with it for a little while of like is adrian chase vigilante and they subverted it because in the comics vigilante is adrian chase but then they ended up making the vigilante dinah's ex boyfriend whatever the whole thing that was terrible that was a terrible it was awful it was awful but Adrian Chase just, was good, and I stick by that. That was a good. Yeah, but Adrian Chase was fantastic. Um, yeah. But so th- this interpretation and this, like, they they've really like pushed him into this. Like, um, oh, some people have like compared him to Deadpool. Where like I get that, I see it, but I also like it's it. He is enough of his own thing that 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 I think it's good. And there's a purpose for him existing in the way that he does. Right? He is like. He, he's willing to cross lines that even peacemaker isn't. And, and if we remember peacemaker in suicide squad, I, one of his best lines is, I uh, is, is uh, like, I I'm fight for peace. And I'll, even if I have to kill every man, woman and child to get it or yeah. whatever, right? Like whatever, whatever it is that he says, they echo it back to him in the, in the season, in the series premiere. Right. Um, and it's like putting him with, with vigilante. It's like, like they really force him to like look at himself and go like, is that the way that I'm looking at him? Is that how other people see me? But then on top of it, this other layer of like his peacemaker's dad, who is like evil in a way, but not, he is not, he's, he's not going around killing people like vigilante and peacemaker are right he's not just like shooting people in the face and you know like really proud of their marksmanship skills and uh uh, murdering people and that sort of thing but is but presents as like pure evil in certain respects Mm -hmm. and so you're looking at it and you're going like vigilante and peacemaker are bad guys but his dad is evil what's the difference yeah where's that where does that line fall and can bad guys do good things versus can an evil person be redeemed or be good? Right. Like, and sort right. of like, like, like yeah. painting these two things. And like, I, you know, I'm all for redemption storylines. I don't think that's where they're going to go with Peacemaker's dad in this story, but, but it would be interesting if they did. I don't think they will. He's pretty unforgivable in the things that he's said and done in this series. Um, but man, like James Gunn is just like, he is crafting 
such an amazing narrative with these characters. And, and I said, I said, as I was sitting down to watch the first episode, like this is an uphill battle. Rick flag is my favorite character from those suicide squad movies. Like, like we talked about it last week, didn't we? Joel Kinnaman. I think I talked about him for like 10 minutes, uh, two weeks ago on the, right? on the previous, not last week, but the other yeah. week. Yeah. I, I, and I think I said like, you know, like, like it's an uphill battle of like, you've got, you've yeah. got it to convince me to watch a show about peacemaker. Like after what he did in suicide squad, it's like, and, and basically the way that that happens, the way that that plays out. Um, and yet, like here I am five episodes into the show. And, and like I said, if anybody can do it, it's John Cena and James Gunn. And I was right. A hundred percent. Because now, like, I, the, the depth of the character and the performance from John Cena is not something that I was expecting. I knew that it would be good. Like, I knew that there would be more to him, that he'd be a more well-rounded character. I didn't expect to believe John Cena's performance this much. Oh, wow. Because, because he's John Cena, right? Like the rock. yeah, yeah. He's a little like, ridiculous. Yeah. Like anybody who comes from that background, that, that professional wrestling background and makes that jump over into film and television into, into like, like actual, like not actual acting. Professional wrestling is actual acting as proven yeah. by these amazing actors. I, 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 Dwayne Johnson, John Cena, I, Batista, right? Like, like yeah. Batista's given some, ridiculously good performances in the last five years since doing guardians yeah. of the galaxy. Right. Like, like just like, he's blown me away in you know, like working with Denis Villeneuve in, in blade runner 2049 right. and, uh, uh, uh 2049 Dune. is it 24? Maybe it's another year, but, uh, and, um, I, and in Dune. Dune, he's so good in those. And it's like, there's like the, the guys who rise to the top of that professional wrestling world, like they've got the chops, they can transition into this stuff. And I should have expected it from John Cena because he's been good in other stuff, but like he has just, he's taken that character to another place where like, I am actually pulling for him. I am rooting for him. I want him to go through this transformation and become, I don't want him to change entirely. I don't want him to lose what makes peacemaker peacemaker. But I want I but I do want the character to grow and become better. Right. And that's like yeah. that's the whole point. Right. That's why we like like you were saying about like like this is why we we tell stories is like there's these morals and and uh, and 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 showing that growth of someone with some very ignorant, ill-informed, uh, hurtful, problematic views growing into a better person because of the people that they're surrounded with. Yeah. Um, it's a good story. That's a good story. That's a fantastic story to be telling today. And, and the Nazi elements of it. It's so perfect for what's going on in our world right now, because it is, it, it I think it really is illustrating the point of what I was talking about of like, of having that empathy and then maybe trying to recognize which people are worth putting the effort in for and which people aren't right. Because I do right. think that there are people on the other side of some of these arguments that are definitely worth putting in the effort for and saying, 
you know, like trying to meet them where they're at and have conversation and, and, and just try and move the needle bit by bit. But then there yeah. are other people where it's like, yeah, I guess you like, you've clearly made your decision and I'm not the person who can, who can fix this. Right. Not that anybody is the person who can fix another person. You have to do that work yourself, but I can't be a facilitator in this relationship. Yeah. Right. Like it's yeah. not going to yeah. work this, like my role in this dynamic isn't that right. Yeah. So I, I do think that like, like the show is actually kind of painting a picture of like that type of situation, like that, that type of, of uh, uh, dynamic. Um and looking at it and going like, can we, can we save Peacemaker? Can we save Vigilante? Like, are they, or are they so far gone that they're, that they're, uh, irredeemable, you know, yeah. irredeemable and like outside of society in some way? Like, like, do we have mm-hmm. to put them in another category? Um, yeah, it's a, it's well, such I a mean, good show. The, and will, then it's also hilarious. Have... It's also so funny. Yeah, so, is. yeah. Uh, the opening, if you haven't seen it though, too, <laughs> oh my God. uh, and you don't want to just watch the opening credits. Yeah. It's it's cute and funny. I don't know. I think that's cool. And uh, so it's just like something to worth watching. But the thing that always gets me the most about the Suicide Squad is the Amanda Waller character, mostly mm. because she's the only like comic book character that's named Amanda that I have any like knowledge of. Um, so I always am, am very critical of like the Amanda Waller character. I think it's such an interesting, she's just such an interesting conundrum because you're like, well, what is what does it mean to be a good guy versus a bad guy versus a villain versus a hero? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's very interesting. So I'm excited. I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to keep watching Peacemaker for sure. I might wait till it's all out and then just like sit through and like watch them all together. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I've been enjoying it. So. Oh, it's I'm fun glad. week. To I'm glad. Week. I'm glad I finally watched Suicide Squad. Cause that's, that was something that just took me way too long to watch. Yeah. Um, and was so fun because I didn't realize that it was Starro and Starro. I only know about Starro because of the DC card game and it was really cool to see Starro as a like realized villain, which is cool. Also yeah. creepy as heck. I don't know if people have all seen Suicide Squad, but you should watch Suicide Squad. It's fun and creepy and, but also just like, fun. it's just a fun movie. It's just a fun, it's fun. And I love it when they put effort into Mr. X. So I don't know. People can take that for what they will. I don't want to spoil Suicide Squad if you haven't seen it yet. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Are we, are we in, are we still in spoiler territory with Suicide Squad? I feel like it's been long enough that we can talk about it. It has been a very long time, but I feel like I just, I don't need to actively spoil Suicide Squad (laughs) for anybody. People can still watch it. I didn't need to, I didn't need to talk about anything specific to get my point across because I didn't have a specific point. So... (laughs) There you I, it's so it's so fantastic that we are in a world i mean so much of the world that we're in right now is awful and horrendous but one of the bright spots one of the silver linings that we have is that james gunn got fired for very stupid reasons from from the mcu um so dc was able to grab him for a hot minute and make suicide squad and and then the rest of us were able to shout louder than the idiots that got him fired in the first place. And Disney made the right call. And I mean, like I'll, I'll, I'm going to put a lot of the blame of that on Kevin Feige uh, for, for 
sorting that mess out and getting getting him reinstated um and i i and and we get we are also getting guardians volume three which they are currently filming i and i uh and peacemaker (laughs) Like, like Suicide Squad led to Peacemaker, which is going to lead to more James Gunn DC stuff. But like, when he's finished with Guardians Volume Three, I, it's, I it would be a shame if he's done with the MCU. Like, let him tell some more. Let him do something else. Let him do Howard the Duck once he's done Guardians of the Galaxy. Right? Like, huh. man, a James Gunn Howard the Duck. And I'm just gonna throw this out there. I don't say this a lot. I don't say this a lot because it's usually the rallying cry of the uh, dim-witted and uh, uh, uh. testosterone deficient. Um, but I, I really want I, if they were to do Howard the Duck and James Gunn were to write and direct that, it, I would want that to be an R. I, I, not for violence and not for gratuitous sexual stuff. But just so that we can do the stuff with Howard the Duck that Howard the Duck kind of deserves in order to do those stories right. If you've ever seen the, the Howard the Duck movie from the 80s, um, it gets real close. It gets real close. It it sidles right up alongside some of those more controversial points about the character of Howard the Duck and then slightly dodges them. Maybe in some instances doesn't. But... I, uh, yeah, Howard Howard the Duck is a character that needs that freedom to roam. Just let him kind of do his thing, and I think that you can you can with with Deadpool because we know that Deadpool three is coming and that it will be part of the MCU. Knowing that that is going to be a part of I didn't the MCU, know that. Yeah, I didn't know that it will be part. Of yeah, the Ryan MCU. Ryan Reynolds uh, said as much, and I think that Kevin Feige really? may have even said yeah. a couple of things um yeah that they're making it and like now it's like like and it's and it will be part of the mcu um that's the one where it's like and we've talked about this with with deadpool before how can it not be right a character that addresses the audience that breaks the fourth wall he has to talk about right i mean like like remember in 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 um is it the it's in the first deadpool right they fight on a helicarrier at the end of the movie Uh. And I think so, yeah. It's uh, like no, it's like a, it's a ship. No, they no, it's a ship. A, no, Amanda, it's a helicarrier. It is. Really? We never see it's it's like it's wrecked, but there are turbines on the side of it. Like there are, it's not, it's not an MCU helicarrier, but oh, it is a helicarrier, helicarrier, right? Okay. And it's okay. one of those things that they put in there as like an Easter egg sort of thing, and they don't Got draw it. attention to it, but it is definitely there. Um, and, and it's the sort of thing where like if, in a Deadpool three scenario, they're going to address some of that stuff for sure. Right. Uh, and the X-Men of it all. And, 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 you know, the, the, the continuity changes, whatever they end up being. Um, so yeah, it, in a world where we know that we're going to get that, I think to, to, you know, get Howard the duck as well would be a would be a real nice do you think that he would he'll be in mcu proper or would he be like because i'm thinking like which is the best spider-man to play off of ryan reynolds deadpool oh yeah i don't i i mean like not to spoil uh uh, no way home but post no way home tom holland for sure for sure because because 
I know where you want to go with that is Andrew Garfield. But the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man is too funny to play off against Deadpool, right? I mean... What you want against Deadpool is a straight man. That's why the Deadpool-Colossus relationship works so well in those movies, right? So if you look at the Tom Holland Spider-Man, the one that's like, like, hi, I'm Spider-Man. Hi, I'm Stephen Strange. Oh, we're using our made-up names. Then I'm Spider-Man. That Spider-Man with deadpool it's especially so, like so earnest the, the earnest but yeah. but let's put him in a little bit of a darker place emotionally right now and put yeah, him with deadpool yeah. who's more of a dark humor kind of guy and like let's see what that dynamic looks like like spoilers yeah. for no way home if you haven't seen no way home but not really for no way home but for the post credit scene in no way home okay if, if you're still here you're gonna get spoiled black suit tom holland spider-man Next to Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. Oh, those are two great oh. tastes that taste great together. That's that's a that's a that's definitely a story that I could see happening. That said, okay. I think that I think that they'll use Deadpool. Um, I mean, I think what they'll end up doing is that is is that they will bring Deadpool and his characters, the ones that are still alive, fully into the MCU. And I think whatever the incarnation of the X-Men is, Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Colossus are a part of that. They just are. Oh, interesting. Because I, I, you can't get rid of those characters if you've got Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. And and I think you right. bring Zazie Beats back as Domino as well. And I think like that, like those are your two main characters for the movie. Um, and then you bring in those other characters as supporting characters. And, and, um, and, and you can change them slightly in order to make them fit into the MCU a little bit more. I personally think they already do. I think that that Colossus actually fits in the MCU more than he fits in the Fox X-Men. The other. Yeah. 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 Especially in Deadpool too. Like the, the costume, like the full Colossus outfit and everything like, yeah, he's, he's way more MCU than he is Fox X-Men. Um, and the Russian accent and all of that stuff. Like he's actually the legit version of the character and not some weird watered down photocopy of a photocopy. I, uh, <laughs> uh, Nightcrawler is not Nightcrawler in those movies. It drives me absolutely insane. I don't care if it's the newer one or the older one, whatever. It's just, that is the, he's, that's not the character. Um, I'm all for like reinterpreting stuff, but that's one where it's like, Nightcrawler, Kurt Wagner, like that character is like confident and sure of himself. And like, there's a lot of things about him that, that he's like, it's, he has a tendency in the comics to actually be like, um, uh, like a voice of reason or like, uh, like a spiritual support. I mean, like he's a priest in the comics. Um, so like there are those moments where it's like where people go to him and he gives really sound sage advice. Whereas the nightcrawler that's in those movies, I wouldn't ask him to help me tie my shoe for fear that he would mess it up. Like he is such a mess. Uh, even the kid version in, in uh, uh, the in apocalypse is just like, like so unsure of himself. And that's one of the cool dynamics about nightcrawler is that it's like of all of the, the X-Men, it's like he looks like a devil and people are afraid of him based on the way that he looks, but he doesn't let it stop him from being the person that he is. Like he's, right. he has that like 
sense of self and the Alan Cumming version does not have a sense of self. That's actually like part of the plot for that character. Yeah. And it's it like, is, yeah. I didn't, so, I wouldn't, cause I don't know. I'm not familiar with that character. No, exactly. But 100%, that's not what you get. That's the yeah, opposite. Of he's it. antithetical to it. So it's like, it's yeah. one of those things where I'm like, what some of that stuff rings to, true. Yeah. Wolverine is great. Uh, especially like de- depending on the movie. Right. But, but for the most part, Hugh Jackman nails that character. So, so good. Even Kelsey Grammer coming in and playing Beast is in, in oh, the third one. I love Kelsey Grammer's Beast. Even it's though great. that movie is awful, he's not the problem. He does a great yeah, job yeah, as yeah. that character and plays that character. He plays Hank McCoy to a T. And even uh, uh, Days of Future Past, Hank McCoy yeah. is another yeah. great interpretation of Beast, right? There are great yeah. characters in the, in the X-Men movies. Unfortunately, Brian Singer is an absolute trash human being that should be in jail, but for some reason isn't, I, 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 he just walks around. Thankfully his career seems to be more or less toast. I don't, I don't know that he's working on anything. If he is, don't go see it. I, I don't support any of his stuff. Um, somebody said something about, I can't remember online. I, if it was on the, in the Facebook group or on Twitter or something, but somebody said something to me recently about like, Oh, with x-men stuff in the mcu and it's like oh like like fit everything into continuity and i'm like yeah like i would be all for that like i think it was something about fassbender and mcavoy continuing to play those characters which i'm like yeah like i do i do actually really like both of them in those roles i i think that they do a really great job of it i would really love to see fassbender with the silver hair being like a proper magneto um as much as like i love the 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 first class interpretation it's it's really good um but i don't if any if if doing that requires legally for marvel and disney to give brian singer any money whatsoever don't do it like that's my personal right. opinion and it has nothing to do with those movies and the quality of those movies. And just the fact that like, I just don't want to, I don't want to be inadvertently supporting that trash person by watching my MCU movies. You know what I mean? Um, I guess we're kind yeah. of already in that, that uh, uh, dilemma with the guy that we talked about two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, and you know, yep. those, those two Avengers movies that he made. And I'm sure that he gets lots of pennies every time we uh, say the word Avengers, but you know, like, can we mitigate that? I guess is what I'm saying. Can we not, can we not add another predatory piece of garbage to that pile? Um, That, that uh, moral debt. Every time I watch a Marvel movie, that'd be fantastic. Thanks guys. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Somehow we ended up talking about the X-Men. That's because I didn't. Sure. I didn't expect to go there. I can't believe I can't believe we still have zero hints at mutants in the MCU. Yeah, we have gotten yeah. uh, WandaVision, Loki. Okay, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki. What if? What if the multiverse show? What if? And then Hawkeye, right? Did I miss one? No, that's all of them, right? That's five. We have five MCU TV shows, not to mention 
a Spider-Man movie that deals with the multiverse. I, 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 Eternals, which I really thought was going to be our intro to mutants and uh, Black Widow, uh, uh, Shang-Chi, like so many of four, four movies that were opportunities to give us just like anything to hint at mutants. <laughs> anything. And we've got, and, and we've, we've gotten, gotten zero. We've gotten zilch, yep. nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, we haven't even gotten our hint at, at, at maybe WandaVision gave us a partial hint at Reed Richards, but I think they kind of confirmed within their own season that that's not who they were talking about. But like, come on, learning no Fantastic Four stuff yet. Eternals I, was it, supposed it, it to be a bigger feel... deal than it was. It really just did not move the needle for me. It just wasn't. Yes, I continue to. I've only seen it the one time in the theaters. It's on Disney uh, Plus. I have no I intention of watching so much. it. I, I don't know. Ugh. It's not for me. It's it's so slow, but I don't know. It it was I I had I had it was weirdly one of the few things that I genuinely anticipated for multiple days before it came out on Disney Plus. Yeah. And then like watched it the first day that it came out. I am I am beyond again, happy for everyone who shares your feelings on that um Mm -hmm. like i like like genuinely like that's not like sarcastic or yeah Yeah, or spiteful or anything it's like i'm like i'm glad that it works for other people it does not work for me i have no interest whatsoever i'll watch the last five minutes of it if i feel like watching something from it Uh, none of the fight sequences are interesting to me the the one that the the on social media or maybe it was on youtube i think they played a promo for right when it was coming out on Disney plus the promo was just the end of the Bollywood sequence into Kumail, like greeting everybody. And it was like, I was like, Oh yeah, I like that movie. I just wish that that movie was the whole movie, but it's (laughs) not. That's it. (laughs) That's the, that was it. That's it. Like we get a couple of good zingers and stuff from, from that character in the movie later on but then like but then like at a certain point they go hey that character that you really like he's just gonna leave yeah okay are there yeah. consequences to him leaving nope okay but like there's like gonna be like a rift between him and the other eternals later on right Nuh-uh. no no it's fine okay all right well no see i get that i don't know i understand i liked that it's the idea to, I mean, again, because we're on the Nazi topic, like the idea that like Eternals, what a great conversation about people thinking that they were making the world better and actually making it sure. worse. And then there's those people that, that have to just step, that like choose to step back, right? And then you have to decide afterwards whether or not you can be friends with them again. And I think in that situation, people understood, I mean, again, not to, not to equate it too much to Nazis, but- the um yeah like that situation right when you have to be able to honor people when they say i don't agree with you but i don't want to hurt you so i can't be a part of this right now and i will come back to you when we when i can mm-hmm. be there fully like i don't know i think there's something quite beautiful about allowing space for that to have happened in that movie 
Yeah. Right. Like I, there was. I yeah. wish that that aspect of it had been explored or had consequences in any way, shape or form. <laughs> But it really doesn't like the, to me, that's it the thing where sure. it's like wasted, right? Is that it's like, oh, what a what a what an interesting moral conundrum we find ourselves. Oh, 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 it's oh, it's done. Oh, OK. Yeah. He's just going to leave. OK. Yeah. He's just going to he's just going to fly. He's just going to fly away. OK. Yeah. Well, he doesn't fly technically. <laughs> Well, he gets on his pl- his jet. He goes back to his private oh, jet. Oh, OK, away. fine. He, yeah. Yes, he does. He does. <laughs> I guess. I get so used to the flying being a... Anyways, Eternals. That's a thing that happened last year that I forget about a lot. Uh, That's it. We're done. This is an episode. We did it. It was an episode. That was a whole complete episode. We talked about pop culture. pop culture and everything. We've talked about... Yeah, yeah, we talked about Jeff Goldblum. And I mentioned Joel Kinnaman. Same episode. Yeah, but just what else? What else is there to talk about? Oscar Isaac, of course, but we're not going to because we're done. But I, uh, but I said his name, and I was just like, "Mm, I gotta. Now that I've pointed out that we're talking about men that I admire, uh, uh, I have to say Oscar Isaac. I said it twice. If I say it one more time, I think he appears. Right? Is that how that (laughs) works? Oh my god! How that works. I'm gonna say it a third time. Oscar Isaac in a reboot of Beetlejuice? Come on. I'd watch that. I'd watch that movie. That'd be fantastic. But it's unfair for me to say that because if you were like, I don't know, Amanda, pick the movie you think I care about the least in the world. I'm gonna put you on the spot with this. What is it? What do you think it is? Oh, Interstellar. There you go. Interstellar. Switch out Matthew McConaughey. That was that's a good pull. That was this is that was a test. That was a test of our friendship, and you passed. Because yeah. that, like, Matt Campbell is sitting listening to the end of this episode right now, and he's like, "You did it. You got the one. That was the one. That was the one. That's the movie." Interstellar. I hate that movie. What a boring movie about a very interesting topic. Uh, yeah. If you replace Matthew McConaughey's very dry, stale cardboard performance in that movie, except for when he's cry laughing at the end. Modern. Uh, with Oscar Isaac, I bet you anything that movie is fantastic. If you tell me that, because uh, I even I don't watch Christopher Nolan movies since the the Dark Knight uh, gets up. I I he climbs out of the thing, right? That's what. That's why it's called that. I I I haven't watched a Christopher Nolan movie since that one. I because I just can't put myself through it. But if you told me that Oscar Isaac is in the next Christopher Nolan movie. I'd be like, cool. I'd, yeah, sounds great. Sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up. Here you go. If you told me that Oscar Isaac was uh, burning ants with a magnifying glass <laughs> down the street, I'd be gone. I'd be gone. I the, I wouldn't I the, I wouldn't even hit stop on the recording. I would just leave That's and deal with it later. The most exciting thing yeah. to have happened all day. Yeah. All year. Cool. We couldn't we couldn't help but talk about Oscar Isaac a little bit. So one day I'll get to be in the same room as him, oh, like probably be, from a distance, probably probably like so far away, and either it will be like like a spiritual experience or it will just deflate me because I'll just be like he's shorter than I thought. Oh, <laughs> it's like the like what is it the like Levar Burton uh, Troy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just wanted a picture. <laughs> you can't disappoint a picture. You can't disappoint a picture. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Two community references in one episode. We did it. This is an episode of the Thunder Quack Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Support us on Patreon. Why wouldn't you? What listen? Did you not just listen to this podcast? We made some very good points about why Nazis are bad. So I'm glad that we had the bravery to do so when nobody else does. That's the problem. Is that that's almost a true statement right now? Because oh, what the hell is going on in our world that people don't have the the guts to stand up and do something about it? But anyways, uh, uh, yeah. And then we and then and then we just talked about geeky stuff. Yeah. Good times. I, I think we deserve a dollar a month. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I think. I, I mean I think I think you are correct. Probably not Sorry. as much as like starving children somewhere, you know, less than that's, a I mean, that's of fair. But if here's the thing. If you have the ability to support us or Support organizations that help fight Nazis or make the world a bit better by not supporting Nazis. You can do that as well. Yeah. We would be equally grateful if you could do that. We're okay. still going to count I'm it as supporting us, though. We, it's, that still counts yeah. as supporting Thunderquack. You just have to tell us so Great. I can add it to the to the total every month. Yeah. Oh, actually, also speaking of awesome things that we support, yeah. um, Project for Awesome is coming up soon. Uh, DFTBA, Nerdfighter, People that I feel are like tangential to this podcast listening. So that's a way to help decrease world suck. Yeah. Literally. That's the name of their charity. So pay attention to that and we'll all try to make the world a little bit better. Yeah. Over the next I month. joined the awesome socks club for 2022, which means that every hey, month I give too. them, I give them $12 and I get a crazy pair of socks. It's fantastic. Awesome. I also, I also did the, um, they have like a foundation for like, uh, the like maternal, um, center for excellence in uh, Sierra Leone. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, one of the, uh, whatever the organization is that they do that through has a Canadian, um, like part of it. So you can, you can donate in America or in Canada. Cool. Which is cool. So anyways, you know, do what you Good. can make the world a little bit better. Yep. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening see it next week is oh my god i don't know what next week is uh we've had enough said episodes for so long that i it's now snuck up on me and i have to figure out what we're doing next week we'll figure it out yeah it'll be something (laughs) okay all right stay safe everybody (laughs) bye oh you didn't do the sign off you just you're just gonna stay safe everybody said stay safe and then interesting yeah People can wash their hands and be kind to one another if they choose. Now I have to decide if I'm going to leave that in or not. (laughs) Follow the Thunderquack podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. 
Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.